Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everybody, what's up and welcome into Best on the Board presented by Bet MGM. Michael Beller here with you for yet another one of our preview episodes leading up to the NCAA tournament. On this episode, we take yeah, maybe the finest point approach we've taken to actually gambling on the tournament that we have thus far in this uh, in this weekend this week long preview session. We're going to look at some of our favorite futures for the tournament, Sweet 16 and Final Four and National Championship specifically. Uh, take a look at some of the teams that we are liking to uh, make uh, at least a, a two-game run here and get to this, uh, the second weekend. Some team's going to maybe win four games. Some team's going to win six games. At least one team out there is going to do that. We're going to talk through those favorite futures that we have before the tournament gets going. To do that, we bring back Austin Mock. Austin, of course, uh, got a great modeling system going on our site here at The Athletic as you're filling out your NCAA tournament brackets. You are going to want to be consulting that and as you're making your just first, second, whatever round bets, going to want to be checking out what Austin's got going for us here at The Athletic. Austin, what's going on, man? Thanks for being with us here. Oh, not much. been a hectic first day for me. Um, just, you know, there's so much we were talking before we got on here, just like kind of repetitive and you're going through each region like 15 times today. It's been fun, but uh, posted some bets up on the athletic, uh, some futures bets as well as some first round, you know, spread in total bets. So, uh, it's tough. This, like, you get all excited last night, and then, uh-huh. like, you got this kind of, I know the first four kind of helps, but you got this, like, three day period where you're just like, let's, let's get this going. And, uh, yeah. that's, that's where we are right now. <clears throat> that's exactly where we are right now. We are right in the thick of that, uh, of that three game or that three day, uh, malaise waiting period. You and I are recording this Monday afternoon. By the time people are listening to it, it's going to be at least Tuesday. So mm. we are right in the thick of it. We are ready for the actual tournament to get here, but still plenty of time whenever you're listening to this to make your futures bets. So let's talk about some of those, Austin. Let's start off with some sweet 16, plays sweet 16 futures that we like i'm gonna pull out just some at random you can also throw out however many of yours that you like but there's one on here that this was this was not one that i had really been considering at all and then we got into our midwest region preview and just started thinking about how the bottom half of that region is really pretty soft with auburn as the two and Wisconsin as the three, and C.J. Moore, uh, who is one of our national college basketball reporters, uh, said to me, like, kind of like LSU in that part of the region. They're plus 175 to reach the Sweet 16, and they are on your list here. So let me hear your rationale, your argument for LSU to the Sweet 16. Yeah, LSU's tough. Um, they, they've had a, kind of a tale of two seasons when um, <clears throat> Xavier Pinson has been in. They've been great. Um, yep. He was out. He missed missed some time, and, and then he came back for a little bit and played, you know, like I think it was like the most in the, the one game was 16 minutes. It was The other game was less than that. He wasn't ready yet. And they went two and six in those games and like just weren't anything close to what they 
uh, were outside of those games because outside of those games they went, you know, twenty and five. Like that's you know we're talking about a, a team at full strength in the SEC this year playing to the you know the nature of like what you'd expect like a what a three seed at, at worst probably yeah. with a twenty and five record. So um, they're healthy now. They're good now. The one thing that kind of makes me nervous, but I'm not like that worried about it was the will wade fire right mm-hmm. like obviously with the the ncaa investigations fbi investigations the whole slew of problems they fired him after the uh <clears throat> sec tournament but I, I just think this price is too too favorable to them or like there's there's plenty of value here at plus 175 uh i i make them like that's a six percent edge for me so i think there's plenty of value like you said this bottom half of the bracket iowa state can't really score. They play good defense, yes. but they're, they're you know LSU's athleticism is probably going to make their offense struggle here. And Wisconsin, I, I mentioned yesterday when we we talked that I'm not huge on them. And like you said, Auburn, I'm not I'm not like down on Auburn, but they have been kind of stumbling in here. And the seven ten with UCLA and, and Miami is not strong either. So this is wide open. I think LSU's at a good price. <clears throat> yeah, I love the price too at the plus one seventy five. And you know, I think you know, obviously Wisconsin and Auburn both have singular players in Johnny Davis and Jabari Smith, respectively. But Auburn's been you know just not the same team they were in the first half of the season. And Johnny Davis comes into this, you know, we're unsure of the health of that ankle uh, for him. He certainly didn't look right in the Big Ten tournament. The one game Mich- or, uh, Wisconsin did play before losing to Michigan State. So. This just, uh, it feels wide open, and LSU, a team that uh, at full strength definitely feels like they can take advantage of the softness of the bottom half of the region. So that was one that jumped out at me as I was looking at your list. Give me another one. Give me just any random one off the list. Like, what's, if I told you, uh, sorry, Austin, there's a huge glitch in all betting systems. You could only make one Sweet 16 future. Which one would it be? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just go with my biggest edge. Um, I, I have to go with San Diego State. It, their offense struggles. I'm not a huge fan of Creighton. I'm just like overall down on the Big East in general. I'm kind of down on the Big Ten in general as well. It's kind of the theme. I'm fading uh, teams from those two conferences. And when you face Kansas in the second round, we've seen Kansas at times this year uh, need to rely on their offense. We saw them like – play a similar style team obviously texas tech's offense is better than san diego state's but san diego or texas tech was up three in the waning minutes of that game before surrendering like a 19 to 6 run to to end that game if san diego state can play that similar style of basketball i think i think they are live to to upset kansas here again i don't think the top of this bracket is normal to your your average year like last year michigan illinois gonzaga baylor they were you know, it was Baylor and Gonzaga all year, best teams. Then Michigan kind of climbed uh-huh. into the conversation halfway, maybe th- uh, three-quarters of the way through the year. Illinois got there. I just don't think the top teams are here. And San Diego State, with their elite defense, I think they can knock off Kansas. <clears throat> they are plus 600 yeah. to get to the Sweet 16. So it's, it's certainly a nice number. And it – I don't know. I think – yeah, I, I when, I, when I'm looking at v- the vulnerable one seeds, just stripped of context – I would tend to lean more toward Baylor, but we have the context of having a bracket and that, that San Diego State matchup. You know, it's one that you know, Kansas, as you said, that they're they're familiar with a, a certain style there. And the Big Twelve was, you know, sort of a defense-heavy conference at times this season. But definitely San Diego State with what they can do, it's something to consider 
at plus 600. I'm going to give you uh, one of my uh, just sort of long shot ones, and that's UAB at plus 1,000. I wish UAB had a different matchup in the first round. I, I did. I came into this tournament before the bracket was set. I came into it thinking like, just don't, just don't be the guy who fades Houston. Don't be the person who does that. Like you don't want to really like this team is is. D- too like mistake proof because of what they do well uh, but then I love UAB and, and UAB has the the formula to be the sort of team that pulls off a couple of upsets they they do rebound the ball well they do force turnovers they do shoot and make threes and that's what you're looking for in terms of a team that uh, can pull off an upset or two uh, two upsets specifically to get to the sweet 16 and so I, I think that of I mean if, of, of all the teams that are you know, way, way down. If we're talking about the 12s and the 13s, like, I don't know. This is something that's really sort of emerged for me over the last 24 hours. I don't know if we're going to get that sort of season this year. It just feels like because of the way that college basketball has changed over the last 18 months because of the COVID season and because of the transfer portal, that a lot of these high major teams are just not separating themselves from one another, but separating themselves from from the mid-majors in a way that we haven't seen over these last couple of seasons. And so I look at UAB as a team that, even though the draw is terrible for them going up against Houston in the first round, they have the elements of the sort of 12-seed teams that we do see pull off uh, a two two-game run to get to the Sweet 16. So I like them at plus 1,000. Yeah, so I'm pretty bullish on Houston, but I will make a note of this. I don't, I don't have an edge on UAB at, at plus uh, 1,000, 10-1 here to make the Sweet 16. But um, they are one of the first teams that I don't have an edge on, which is kind of weird because like when you're doing your edges, right, there's kind of like a, a parallel or I guess the opposites happen. Like if I, if I'm very high on Houston, I'm probably not going to be high on UAB, right? Because they kind of go against each other, but seeing UAB, even though I don't have an edge, like being as close to an edge, like if you gave me instead, like, you know, 12 to one, that's like my break even for them. So like, I still like them in a way I don't have a a value number. So they're, they're being respected in the market, I think. So I, I do think you have some, they are a team, if things go right, if they do, I think the key to them against Houston is if they can offensive rebound because that mm-hmm. is their very similar style team on offense to how Houston plays. If they can't get the offensive rebounds, I'm worried that if they're, they're three-point shots because they do shoot it well, maybe they're not as open, then you don't shoot as well, and then <clears throat> their defense is kind of lacking and you don't have that explosive offense. But Houston, again, I've been waiting for it. It hasn't happened. I don't know if these injuries are going to ever catch up to them. They don't. Kelvin Sampson just wins games. Like I, I was thinking about this after we signed off last night. Like going back through, they, they, he just wins. So like I don't know if, if it's he's gonna have him coached up. But if UAB can hit the glass, I think they're definitely live. It's just Houston is so aggressive and so athletic. It's just one of those things where it might be one of those games where you know in the first five minutes, like, all right, I don't, I don't think they, they have a <laughs> shot. They're not here. Uh, they don't have the energy, the athleticism to, to yeah. hold up here. <clears throat> Yeah, and Kelvin Sampson having you know basically a week to prepare for this game is definitely a factor going into it as well. Uh, UAB ten to one to reach the Sweet Sixteen. San Diego State, your top edge team at plus six hundred to reach the Sweet Sixteen. Who comes in second in that standing? Uh, basically, Houston and Auburn are tied. Uh, so okay. I just spoke on Houston, so I'll skip on the Auburn. Um, I said this last night when we talked. I did not expect to like Auburn coming into the tournament. But... <laughs> that's been a fam- I've talked to so many people now, and that's becoming a familiar theme i didn't want to like auburn but <laughs> like it's kind of like the buy low spot i guess like they, yeah. they are kind of limping in so if you take it like a whole season 
sample. I think they were like whenever they were ranked number two originally. Uh, I think what they have like one loss at that point, like eighteen and one or whatever they were, twenty two and one. Um, they got a little overrated, and then you know I'm looking at their schedule right here: four point overtime loss at Arkansas, one point loss at Florida, five point loss at Tennessee. Um, obviously, the five point loss to Texas A&M in the SEC tournament. And sure, there's some other close games. The offense has really stalled out. Um, mm-hmm. That that's really been their issue. Defense has been fine, but there's something about when you have a matchup in the second round with, uh, and, you know, obviously I'm assuming that they get past Jacksonville State. I, I I you know I think they're live to get upset because I really I don't I, I just don't trust this team right now. But that second round matchup for them, USC Miami, I, I think they're fine. They they have I know USC's tall, but you know I always go back to Jabari being like just arms and legs everywhere can shoot the three can do it all yep. uh I, it's just, it goes back to this midwest midwest region not being just super strong and auburn is just happens to be like probably the second maybe tied for first with kansas best team in that region so uh i, I they are tied with houston for my second biggest edge to make the sweet yeah. 16 <clears throat> and, and you're paying for it minus 225 to get auburn as a team to reach the sweet 16 but I think it's that second game that, you know, obviously we, we know that two seeds are never going to have great, you know, just straight up numbers to uh, straight up gambling numbers to to make the Sweet 16. That's just how it works. But that second game, that USC Miami matchup, that is, I mean, I, I think pretty comfortably the most, the friendliest 7 10 uh, matchup that you could hope for. When you're looking at Ohio State Loyola in the South, Michigan State Davidson in the West, Murray State San Francisco in the East, uh, USC Miami, I think you could. I, there, there's an argument to be made that those are the seventh and eighth ranked seven ten seeds, uh, and so to get those two teams uh, across from Auburn certainly looks like a decent little spot there. One team that you you and I both scribbled down as uh, teams that we like to reach the Sweet Sixteen, and this follows a similar, uh, basically the exact same thing we're talking about with with Auburn, a team that a I did not expect to like, but b I kind of do just because of where we're sitting here in the Midwest. Is Providence at plus three fifty? I mean, this is yeah. like like it just it's it feels like again another team that has to feel pretty happy with the draw that it got. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's the same <laughs> same thing like you, you mentioned. I did not expect to be on Providence. I don't know if the loss uh, in the Big East uh, tournament helped them. The early loss, I should say, um, and maybe knocked them off the three seed line. I don't know. But I, I was pretty shocked to see them. I, I have about a 3% edge on them at plus 350 to make the Sweet 16. Um, I think basically what's what that's coming down to is Iowa is now getting too much respect. I was very yeah. I, I, I had I, I was very close to having an edge on Iowa in the Big Ten tournament uh, to win that. They ended up winning it, so I think they erased pretty much all of their value coming into the tournament here. So I think Providence is the is the beneficiary here, and I'm South Dakota State's kind of one of those public. You know they have a really good offense, or what are their their records? Something absurd, thirty and four, or whatever thirty and four. Yep. Yeah, um, they're a team that a lot of people are backing on. And I think Providence. I I've said it a million times. They've won a ton of close games, but I just for what they are and what South Dakota State is, and even like Richmond has a chance to beat. Like I'm not high on Richmond, but like you have to factor in that Richmond has a shot to beat Iowa. Like you know, it's just it's one. Of, it's even though I don't expect Richmond to win that game very often. I don't th- I like Providence would be a pretty decent favorite over them. So, um, they're, they're, it's, it's tough because I think they're like two and a half point favorites against South Dakota State right now or something like that. Three. Yep. Uh, but right I, that. I think at plus 350 to make, make the Sweet 16, I think that's, I think that's too low. <clears throat> 
Are there any teams that you did expect to like, you know, bracket ag- bracket agnostic before we knew it, this was going to look like you thought you would like, and then that ultimately did come through, and you're liking them to make the Sweet 16? Um, it, it was really uh, – San Francisco was one. Um, I thought I was going to – I mean, I guess I, I did bet them. Uh, sorry. I was thinking Murray State. Sorry. I flipped those. That, uh, again, we talked about it last night. I'm irritated <laughs> about them being matched up against each yeah. other. But I was thinking Murray State was kind of going to be like uh, Loyola of last year. Um, where I thought maybe they would, they're likely were going to be in the seven, ten, maybe the eight, nine range, depending how this committee, you know, rated the the mid major teams. But I was thinking maybe they would get like a the Kentucky matchups a little. Where I wish it was like a Villanova matchup, I'd be a little bit more uh, happy. Um, but because Kentucky just poises a lot of uh, athleticism, obviously Shibway is just a monster himself. But I really mm-hmm. thought they were going to be. But it looks like the markets like. I have a tiny, tiny, like a 0.3% edge on them. So market's right on on board. And, and like I said, I do actually have a bet on San Francisco. So those were both of those teams I thought I would for sure have Sweet 16 bets on, but only San Francisco here for me, as Murray State seems to be respected by the market. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, that, that's going to be a great game. That's uh, We talked oh, about yeah. it last night. That's going to be you know maybe the game of the first round with Murray State and San Francisco going head-to-head. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not going to be a cakewalk for Kentucky, regardless of who ends up winning the Murray State-San Francisco game. That's going to be a real challenge for Kentucky, at least on paper. Kentucky yeah. is Kentucky. They could always end up winning that game by 25. But on paper, that's not going to be a game that they can just waltz into and expect to just win because they're Kentucky. Um, You've got Memphis on here. Memphis uh, gets Boise State in the first round. If they win that game, they would get Gonzaga in the second round. Memphis is plus 900 to reach the Sweet 16. How much of this is the number? How much of this is thinking that Memphis really could pull off that big upset? Uh, I got to say it's mainly the number. Um, It's interesting. The last couple years, Gonzaga has been really good. They've been underrated going into the tournament. I've had edges on them. Going into the tournament, I didn't think that the market was pricing. I think it was kind of like, are they actually for real? You know, they made the championship against North Carolina, you know, four or five years ago, whenever that was. And then it was like, ah, can they do it again? I don't know. Um, this year, they're not. They're, Gonzaga's sucking up a lot of value. I don't know if that has to do with neither, none of the other top seeds being powerful here, like as good as what a normal, like, one, two seed is. But. I know this game is in Portland, so Boise's kind of close. It's not it's a regional game for them. Memphis has to travel, but Memphis plays a style of basketball. Like it's kind of similar to like a Houston light in that they absolutely crush the boards. And it's one of those things that if they like can muscle around I'm not Gonzaga's big, but they're not exactly like a, a banger type of team. Like they're not sure. really playing super physical. They kind of remind me of the Julius Randle Kentucky team. Of whatever year that was, remember they made it to what final four was that seven years ago? Yeah, something around About, there. Yeah, like I just remember Randall, like they just were de- like he was just destroying uh, guys in the paint and just like it, it seemed like every possession they'd miss, he would just get a rebound and put it back in. I can kind of see that with uh, Duran for them for Memphis. So huge task, obviously, to just beat Boise State. Like I think that's going to be a very good game. I think these eight, nine, seven, ten matchups are, are really good across the the whole field, but. I think they can bang around a little bit with Gonzaga, maybe slow that game down a little bit, and uh, maybe spring the upset. I, nine, nine to one is just too big for for the capability of Memphis. <clears throat> Another one of those seven ten matchups features Loyola as a ten seed going up against Ohio State. They win that. They 
99%, something like that. Probably overstating that to a statistics guy, but still. Uh, a very high likelihood that they draw Villanova in the second round. They are plus 400 to reach the Sweet 16, and this is another one that both you and I are on. We talked about this uh, as we took our big-picture look at the tournament uh, on Sunday night just after the bracket was released. But I think it bears repeating that this Loyola team, not a lot of the same guys from the previous tournament runs, but still a, a lot to like about these guys. Yeah, I, I'm pretty high on them. Um, I have them favored. I bet them um, straight up in the game against Ohio State. I'm going to be pretty heavy on the Loyola futures. But like you said, they don't have Cam Crutwig, right? He was the the like kind of the energizer bunny that that team made everything go last year. But they have a they just it's it's kind of the same role team that they have. They don't have like yes. a big score. It's not like an oral. I know Oral Roberts was a 15 seed last year, but it wasn't like they just had a guy. That, they don't have a guy that scores 20 points. I think their leading scorer uh, is Williamson at like 14 points a game. So they kind they can spread it out. They play very good defense. They really their their offensive efficiency numbers aren't like amazing, but they're like if you look at their effective field goal percentage, true shooting percentage. There, it's one of the best in the country. So when they get shots and they're not turning the ball over, they're, they're taking very good shots and they're making them. So against this Ohio State defense, not only is Ohio State possibly you know without Young and Key in this game, their their statuses are still up in the air. I think Loyola can can basically get shots that they any shot that they want against this Ohio State defense. And with a couple days to prepare here for EJ Liddell. I know he's one of the best players in college basketball. He's pretty unstoppable. I think this Loyola team can can slow him down. And then facing Villanova, it's the same thing. Villanova's defense isn't as strong, obviously much better than Ohio State's. But I, I think they can they can do it again and make a run to the Sweet 16. <clears throat> I threw out one 12 seed as one that I'm going to be betting to make a, a Sweet 16 run, that being UAB. Again, I like the number, hate the matchup, like the number, like the team <laughs> at 10 to 1. How about you with Vermont, a 13 seed that you like to make the Sweet 16? They are 12 to 1. Uh, Vermont has Arkansas in the first round, and then should they pull off that upset, the winner of Connecticut and New Mexico State. I'll put it to you the same way I put to you the uh, Memphis question. How much of this is the number, and how much is actually thinking that the Catamounts have what it takes to pull off uh, most likely two big upsets? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's the number again. Um, I actually like their possible – obviously, if they get New Mexico State in the second round, um, I'm pretty – excited about that if they're able to beat Arkansas. I don't, I don't love the matchup against Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a tough team to beat in the uh, tournament. Just the tough defense, the athleticism, they're just a very difficult team to to score against. That could be an issue. But that second round matchup, I'm not huge on on Connecticut. And so that I think that's where a lot of this value is coming is I'm, I'm, I have a bet on, I bet New Mexico State in the game against UConn uh, later this week. So I'm, I'm basically fading UConn here. Arkansas, it's one of those things where, like, in these little pods, right, these Sweet 16 pods, like, one team is your favorite, usually kind of not substantially, but a lot of times the clear favorite. Then, like, UConn is your second. I think they're taking too much of the the, the value here, and I think Vermont is, is getting it because they get the tough – they're the benefit because it's not New Mexico State in this scenario. It's Vermont because Arkansas is probably being overpriced because – I actually have more of an edge on Arkansas in the later rounds of the tournament than the early rounds. So um, I don't know if they can do it. It's a tough matchup. We saw Arkansas. We talked about it last night um, with the game with Colgate last year. Almost lost that, and then they make a run. That's how this works. But Vermont, I think they're much better. I think they kind of got slept on here. They ran through their conference. Um, I think they can 
all you need is one good game plan over the next three days, right? And just hit some <laughs> yeah. shots and bang, you know, win, win that first one and anything can happen for the Sweet 16. <clears throat> Texas is another one on your list. And this is interesting just because, I, I mean, I've talked to this tournament to death uh, over the last, I mean, bracket hasn't even been out for 24 hours since <laughs> you and I have, uh, have uh, are sitting here recording this episode and I've uh, talked through every region. I've had a lot of podcasts. So, I mean, the w- one team that in all the discussions I've had, and I've talked to five or six different people, every region, a couple of big picture looks, uh, looking specifically for upsets in one of the episodes we've done on Best on the Board for all of our preview content. I haven't heard a peep about Texas. They're plus 275 to reach the Sweet 16. Everyone is loving Virginia Tech. That's their first-round matchup after what the Hokies did in the ACC tournament. They would then get the winner of Purdue and Yale in the second round. You have Texas on here at plus 275. We know this team can play great defense. We know this team has had a lot of issues offensively all season and especially recently. But what do you like about the Longhorns at this number? Yeah, the offense is the concern. But I I look at this – you know, I'll break it down. Their first game, Virginia Tech. I was on Virginia Tech to win the ACC at ten to one. So I thought that, you know, what a week ago, Virginia Tech had value in the betting market. A week later, obviously they run through the ACC, win it. Um, probably wouldn't have made the tournament without beating Duke and in the, in the, in getting the automatic bid. But now I have no like Virginia Tech's one of my least. Like I, I think they have absolutely like I think they're way overpriced. Um, so at one week we went way overpriced. The beneficiary there is 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 Texas because obviously they're playing the first matchup. That's the easy, you know, six eleven has upsets a lot. I know these games aren't really true upsets a lot of the times, but I think they can win. I think their defense can can shut down uh, Virginia Tech. I don't think the ACC is that great. We've kind of like I feel like we kind of said the ACC is not good all year. And then because Virginia Tech made a run and Duke didn't win, like I feel like they got boosted. Like Notre Dame got into the tournament. I know they were they were close on the bubble. Like I just think they're being respected a little bit too much. And then Purdue, I'm not a fan of Purdue's defense. And with Texas's mm-hmm. offense being their struggle, you know you're going to get great defense out of Texas. If Texas can just figure out a way to score against Purdue, like most teams have this year, I I, th- I think they're live. Uh, I have a, about a 5.4 percent edge on that. I, th- I think. Favorable matchup in Virginia Tech. I think they should win that. And then Purdue, uh, they match up pretty well with Purdue. So Longhorns, it could be ugly. They play slow, rock fight type of games. But I think at 275, they have value to make this week 16. I want to ask you about one more of yours before we uh, talk about some national title futures, and that's Texas Tech. And the main reason I just want to ask about them is because they're minus 250. It's the longest favorite that you have among your Sweet 16 bets. And so, I mean, are they are they that much better than everyone else in their pod? Everyone else in their pod being Montana State, who they get in the first round. Alabama's the sixth seed that they would be matched up with. Rutgers-Notre Dame in a play-in game in the first four. That's the other team. So Alabama, Rutgers slash Notre Dame, Montana State, Texas Tech, that much better that you're comfortable laying the 250? Yeah, I mean, numbers are what they are here. I, I have a near 5% edge on this. I, I've been a big Texas Tech fan. I, I just mentioned how Virginia Tech's uh, value went away. I had Texas Tech to, to win the Big 12. And like I said, they were up three points late in that game against Kansas. Um, it's like kind of like the, the betting market, like, oh, they couldn't beat Kansas, so we're not going to inflate them. But if they would have, maybe this number is, you know, minus 350. I, I don't know how that how that works here. But um, Alabama, very, want, probably the most inconsistent team in basketball, college basketball yes. this year. Yes. Um, I'm just going to kind of assume that Texas Tech beats Montana State. I think that's their, their sizable favorite, safe. like 90-plus yep. percent chance to win here. But I don't trust Alabama against a, a 
probably the best defense or the best defense in my model. They've been playing incredible defense. Uh, they do get stuck on offense, but I think Alabama, uh, their offense either like basically their success has been can they shoot the three well. I think Texas Tech can run them off the three-point line. And even if Alabama gets upset, Rutgers and Notre Dame, I, I just mentioned I'm not high on AC, uh, the ACC, uh, Notre Dame, you know, kind of snuck in here late. Rutgers is obviously another one in the first four games. I don't think either of these teams are any good. So it's more of, I, I mean, I do think Texas Tech is very good. Um, I have them to, to a future on them to win it all. But it's more of, I really think more of this edge, because it is you're laying a big number here, is mm-hmm. that I don't think anybody, Rutgers, Notre Dame, and Alabama, I just I don't really think they're, they're built for a run here. And I don't think they match up great with Texas Tech. <clears throat> I want to like Alabama, and that was a team that just because of the struggles, the up-and-down nature, the fact that they would be dogs in that matchup with Texas Tech, like I thought that the number was going to be a little bit better than what it is at plus 245. Um, I think they benefit from the the potential weak matchup against Rutgers or Notre Dame. I feel like it's (laughs) being sucked out because of those teams. I I think they – like that's much. I think the, that first four matchup is like compared to Wyoming, Indiana is yeah. like totally different. Like you face Indiana, it's like oh, and you going up against a buzzsaw defensive team. Obviously, Trace Jackson Davis, but I'm just not scared of Rutgers or Notre Dame. <clears throat> yeah, that's. I, I was surprised. I, I I went into prepping for this episode almost assuming I was going to like Alabama. And then I, the plus two forty five. Like I mean, I, I still like the team enough. I feel like I'm I'm willing to to chase the ups, knowing what the downs are. But at two forty five, knowing that Texas Tech looms in the second round, is it, it's just one that I can't get behind. Yeah. So uh, a lot of fun to look at here, though, with these uh, Sweet Sixteen bets. Yeah, the, the Sweet Six. I th- I you know it's it's tough. I always I kind of go with the thought process of like, you know, my numbers are what they are, but it's it's tough when it's so hard. Like if you go back through it, like elite teams only win the title. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you go back through, like you have to go through like Connecticut in 2014 was like the last non great team Mm -hmm. to win basically. And like really surprised, like every other team was like top preseason, like top seven at minimum. Um, So it's tough to find edges on these, the like championship odds. You know, I I like to sprinkle a couple. Um, I rarely do ever have like odds on like a, like an, we'll say five seed or higher, six seed or higher, um, and I don't even really want to place them because it's just so unlikely that they can make it. You, it's so hard to hedge too because, like mm-hmm. you know, you, oh, they made them run to the lead eight, like that's so crazy. But like you still have three more games, like it's impossible <laughs> to, it's really impossible to hedge. So I really like the Sweet Sixteen bets. I think it's just so much easier that first weekend. Um, you don't have that second game plan either uh, to kind of to help uh, some teams out. So I, I really like the Sweet 16 bets. Probably my favorite part of the March Madness uh, betting, all this betting stuff that you can do. You can bet pretty – it's like it's kind of like Super Bowl light in a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, let's get to, uh, even though we're not loving them, let's get let, let's throw some national championship futures out there. We, we have to, right? This is, yeah. a, this is a betting show. The, the tournament's right around the corner. We got to throw some 
championship futures out there. So you already mentioned you have one on Texas Tech, but we already talked about them. I only, I'll be honest, as I said, I've been in sort of in recording hell all day today. I only wrote one of these down, but you have them too. Tennessee at 20 to 1. Um, I love the way the South region sets up for them. I do think that, you know, that Arizona matchup in the Elite Eight, if I were just straight up picking, assuming that one comes to pass, I would pick Arizona. But getting them at 20 to 1, getting Tennessee at 20 to 1, everything that we know they can do, everything they just did in the SEC tournament, I think that is really the one championship future here that I, I do like quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I've seen even some, you know, prices vary there, so you can shop around if you need to. But 20 to 1, I think it's still good value. Um, on Tennessee, I it, this second, I think a lot of it is is Michigan kind of taking some of the the value here. Um, uh-huh. They they are better than what their eleven seed uh, ranking. Uh, you know, if you want to think of them that way, I mean they are favored against Colorado State in this game. But I, Tennessee, great defense, uh, offense can s- struggle at times. It's kind of a theme I've been talking about today, but. Michigan does not have a good defense. Colorado State, I think, is more of a balanced matchup for against Tennessee. But if, if Michigan, if the favorite wins here and Michigan goes on, Tennessee has a great matchup. I think they can score. Uh, Michigan really hasn't been able to shut down anybody this year. And I think Tennessee's defense is good enough to, to slow Michigan's offense down. And like we've been kind of talking about, I'm not huge on Ohio State, definitely with the injuries. I do like Loyola a good bit, but like we're not talking, you know, three-seed level team here. Yeah. And Villanova, like <laughs> – you know, it, we're going through it. Like that seven ten matchup is pretty tough. Like I, I think this seven ten matchup is tougher than the six eleven for Tennessee. You know, and you can make the argument. So, um, I, I'm with you. I, Arizona, it's a tough matchup for them. But like with Houston up there and Illinois, like there, there's a lot of options. You know, Seton Hall even could be a tough matchup for Arizona, just because they can match up physically with them. But uh, I am, I am a fan of Tennessee. Uh, twenty to one, I think is, is value. Again, I don't love shooting long shots here. Like, yep. it's they're just they just never win. It, it's yeah, kind of it like you're donating <laughs> you're donating money at that point. But yeah, I do think right. Tennessee can make a run here. You think of the miracle runs that we've seen in the last you know fifteen years, maybe going back to like VCU making the run that they made, Loyola a couple of years ago making the run that they made, and it's like you still need to win two more games against really really yeah. really good teams. As unlikely as what you did to get to the Final Four was. You have two more games to go, and you're going to be playing awesome teams to do it. So it's, just, it's hard for these teams to do uh, to get all the way and win uh, those those six games. And as you said, you don't really get a ton of hedge opportunities either. It's just it's something that's harder than it, it seems like uh, when you're just looking at it uh, before the tournament starts. The other three teams that you uh, sent me as t- potential title bets for you are all teams we've talked about. Houston is thirty three to one. Texas Tech twenty-two to one, Auburn at fourteen to one. So you've already told us why you like those teams just generally. Of those three, in addition to the Tennessee, which is your your favorite play to make as a national title future? Um, it's, it's got to be Texas Tech. Um, I think they benefit. Like I said, I'm not a, a huge fan of the the Alabama Rutgers Notre Dame pod. So I'm not saying they have an easy path to the Sweet Sixteen, but they do have. <laughs> they have a clear path, I should say. Like again, yeah. Alabama is super inconsistent, and it's really on their offensive end. And I, Texas Tech matches up well because of their great defense. And you look at that bottom half. You know, Michigan State, Davidson. That should be a great game. Um, whoever wins that, like I think they can hang with Duke. Like I, I think both teams can kind of hang around there. I think Duke ultimately wins, obviously. But I make Texas Tech better than Duke. Um, you know, I, I make them a slight favorite on a neutral court and. 
that like that's pretty much where the value is going to be. I think Duke's sucking up a lot of that value. Um, and then Gonzaga's taking a lot of the value too. Like I said, they're you know they're minus 140 to make the Final Four, minus 500 to make the Lead Eight. I just <laughs> I think they're they're taking a lot of value. Duke's taking some, but so I think Texas Tech is reaping the benefits there. So they're my favorite of the teams to win it. It's tough because I hate watching their offense it's, at times, but yeah. their defense is is it's nasty. They they don't play super fast, so you can get in some close games, uh, like the game against Oklahoma. You know that's kind of the fault of. You know, they can get in a close game, low-scoring game against a, a team that's worse than them, but they could also do it to, say, a Duke or a Gonzaga as well and kind of play a rock fight type game. So do kind of what St. Mary's did to Gonzaga, slow them down, muck up the game a little bit. I think Texas Tech has the value here. Sweet 16, well, I'm right there with you, man. It's it's the most fun, I think, that you can have uh, leading up to the start of the tournament. Filling out brackets, that's great too, but so many ways, so many ways to find edges and so many ways to just make these sort of micro bets on teams and just, hey, have one good weekend? Come up with some winning bets. That's what we're doing here on Best on the Board. Hopefully we've given you a little bit of a roadmap as you are getting ready to do all of your betting action over these next few days. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. For Austin Mock, I am Michael Beller. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck all week long. Happy betting. Be sure to stay with us here on Best on the Board. We have given you all of the preview content that we can, but hey, doesn't stop now. First round games right around the corner. We'll be breaking those down, those Thursday-Friday matchups coming later this week on Best on the Board, so be sure to stay with us. Thanks so much for listening. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.